If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I don't know. I don't belong here. It's oversaturated. Everybody could feel that way. But you have to say, screw that. I belong here. I have my own message, my own my own mission, my own brand, my own look, you know, like everybody has a place. Are you an RV person or are you just RV life curious? Wondering how people live in a tiny space with their family 24 seven. Either way, this is a podcast for you. My name is Kate White and I travel full time with my family and two kids and the dog in an RV. Every week I sit down either with a fellow RV woman to discuss why she chose RV life and how she has changed on the road or with a special guest who speaks on a topic relevant to travel life. Pull a chair up to the fire and let's chat. Hello, Sandy, and welcome back Hello, to the Queen's podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much. Good. You guys are the keys, aren't you? I haven't been there before, but I imagine it's the kind of place that's, it's hard to have a bad day when you're there like in the fall, you know, when the weather's beautiful. You haven't been here? No, we've you oh my last gosh year, girl like we've only been RVing for a year and last year it was after the hurricane so all of the RV places you know down south if they weren't destroyed they were like you know already booked so you'll make your way down here it's worth it it's worth the wait I'm not gonna get into a bunch of deep questions about your background because we covered a lot of that the first time you're on the podcast so listeners can go back a few episodes and catch up on all your crazy stories. Today, we are going to talk about the crazy 18 months that you and Jimmy have had uh, that basically like your life has turned around and, and you've become professional to the max content creators. Or, or should I say... Oh, well, thank you. level content creators. Paint the picture for us. How has your life changed over the past 18 months? We have been long-form YouTube creators for many years now, a bunch of years, because we, we were professional filmmakers. And so it was just natural that when we traveled, we would just make cool videos, put them on YouTube. Shorts weren't even a thing back then. Um, and it was just a passion for us. We just loved doing it. And then from posting on there, we you know started to gather a, fo a following and a community of awesome people that either are inspired by travel or are traveling as well. And we share, just share stories and all that, you know, creating content is time consuming. And so after a while, we're like, man, like, should we turn this into a business? Like, you know, we see people all the time. We see influencers and they're traveling all over the world and they're making a ton of money. And we're like, God, that would just be so cool. But kind of never knew if any of that would ever happen for us. Um, until 18 months ago, we, um, sort of just got inspired to take it to the next level. And some, a couple of brands would reach out to us here and there, and we would work with a couple of brands, but we we're like, all right, if we are going to do this and really make a go at it, we got to consider this like a business. Um, so that's what we did 18 months ago. We were literally sitting here in the keys and we go, let's make a go at it. You know, like we had our friends of the mom trotter family and nomads and they're all killing it. And we're all like, you know what? Let, let's try this. So I swear it was like the flip of a switch. We went all in and we had started posting on TikTok. TikTok was starting to grow really, really quick. And we were like, let's, I don't even know how to do this. Like we didn't even know like what the protocol was. How do you reach out to brands? And so we made a list of our dream brands and all the brands we wanted to work with. And we just started DM DMing them on Instagram and trying to get emails, trying to get contacts and trying to like 
see who to reach out to. Lo and behold, it started to work. We would get the email for the person and we had made a media kit and we would send it out. And we did have a couple of years in where we were creating content. We never took it serious though. So there, that's a, that's a little, um, thing. Like if you start from the get go and you create it like a tree, like a business and you want to do this, it would be a different story. It doesn't necessarily have to take years. It's just, that was our, our path because we're filmmakers and made videos. Um, but we literally, and, and that's why it's very important. If you want to do this seriously, t- consider it a business because otherwise I heard somebody say this, it's just a time consuming hobby and I don't have time for a uh, time consuming hobby right now. I have three kids, we travel full time. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot. We hit it hot and heavy. We were reaching out to brands. Brands now were responding to us and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We started getting these deals all over the place. And it was seriously, it was like that light bulb that went off, went, okay, we're here, let's go. You know, it was, we put the effort out. It was coming back. We were starting to make money from it. And that was it. Like we were off to the races. And so 18 months later, we've worked with amazing brands. We've made hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've got like crazy partnerships. We have long-term retainers, like everything has changed. And it's been an absolute wild ride. Like we're literally going in two weeks on a Disney cruise. We're partnering with Disney, which, you know, I didn't know if Disney would want to work with us. We look a little different. <laughs> we're not necessarily like the demographic. I, I, I always consider because my hair looks crazy. I have tattoos or whatever. But it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing that the opportunities have come our way because we took the serious um, as content creators. And so... Uh, that's why I'm so passionate about this because I know it works. I know it can happen. And I've seen it happen for other people that started from scratch that are growing. And like, you know, for six months, they're making money. They're doing this because they were very intentional about the content they're putting out. I have to ask when you say that you got serious about it, um, like, are you guys the types that you just like figured it out and started like pumping out content or did you invest in like courses and mentors or, or like, how did you really, when you said you were serious, like, what did that look like for you? There's a fat, there's a slow track and there's a fast track. Like, let's just be honest. It, it, the slow track is you stumble along the way and fumble and try to figure it out. And that's what we had started to do. Like we wanted to work with brands, but we just didn't know how to go about it. And so we invested in, we invested in multiple things. Some were flops, some were great. Um, we invested in a pitching course where we learned how to do that. And so um, that was super helpful. I mean, I, if you're going to consider this like a career, you do need to invest because let me tell you, the slow track sucks. I don't like slow. I like going fast. I like knowing what I'm doing. I like to have the tools to be prepared. And so, yeah, definitely invested. It's, and I think that's why it worked so quickly from flipping that switch to going, let's go all in, um, was because we, we started lining ourselves up with people that have done this before. And what's the, what's the easiest way to learn is you talk to people that have done it before and then they tell you, okay, do this, this, don't do that. That's a waste of time. And so, yeah, it was very, very, very helpful. Well, and I asked that question because I think it's easy for people and like, you know, I've done this myself. Um, you look at someone who's successful online and, and I'm just like, well, if I had pink hair and a hot body and like a, a this super fancy toy hauler, you know, it's just like you like justify why that person is successful and you're not. But the reality is like you guys have invested in yourselves. 
you've put in the reps, like you've done a lot of work to get where you are today. And everyone I know, like you too, everyone that we're all familiar with that's successful online has done the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no there's no magic wand. And there's not like some people are natural at it and like bing. <laughs> They just become successful, you know? I wish that was me. That's not my story, though. <laughs> okay, I'll get off my soapbox. I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, in case anyone's listening or watching and they're like, well, of course, of course. No, it's not like that for anyone. It takes work. It's like musicians, right? It's like, oh, they're overnight success. It's like they have 20 years under their belt performing in CD venues, you know? And it's like, no, guys, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> Let's talk about content. This is a big topic. I mean, there's all kinds of different content that people can create. Uh, will you talk us through the different types of content that people can create to make money online? So obviously there's long form on YouTube and then there's shorts. Shorts seriously has blown us up in the past year and a half. Um, we were always long form creators. And when shorts started coming about, I was like... I don't know. What are these shorts? Like, how do you make a short? I knew nothing, but we saw the success that creators were having and with just shorts. And so we're like, well, we should hop on this. Like, cause it seems like a thing. Shorts are the easiest thing, obviously, like for anybody to create shorts are, you could five seconds to a minute, you know, and it's just whatever. It's just whether you're vlogging it or, you know, telling the story on um, long form is obviously more intense. You need to, uh, know how to edit a little bit more. You need to be able to tell a story or something that people is going to captivate people. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a couple of different types of forms and I, shorts is like the easiest, obviously most people will start with shorts and then dive into long form. Um, now I feel there's a different, there's a per different purpose for each. Like shorts are like the, duh, you want those little quick, quick hits, you know, and long form, or where people can really like settle into you and get to know you better. And, and for us, that's, that was our foundation. And so we built this community of people like watch our kids grow up, you know, and in shorts, it's only, it's like little glimpses. So it's like little, little firecrackers of whatever, you know, but I think the shorts are a great way for people to see like, do I like this person? Do I want to watch more of their content? You know, cause long form you're invested. Like people are invested to like, if it's a 15 minute video, do I really want to sit here for 15 minutes and watch this person? I don't know, you know? So shorts are a great way to get people into your long form content. For you and Jimmy specifically, and kind of like how you've grown over the past 18 months, um, how do you guys think about short form and long form? Like how do you prioritize what you're working on? So shorts are way easier to make. And so we can create a ton more shorts. And so we prioritize those. Um, because, and you can cover so many different topics. Like the way that we, we look at content is we have different pillars of things that we cover. Right. And so our channel, we're family travel vloggers. We RV full time, but within that we have three kids. And so we show RV life with kids, how we educate our kids, RV hacks here and there. Um, the mother daughter dances, the travel day surprise. Like we have a bunch of different things, um, that we that we make content about. And so within those, we like have like 10 to 20 ideas in each pillar um, that we'll create content on. And so that makes creating shorts really easy because it's, we, it's like a, a strategy that we have long form. We just do one long form a week. It's way easier. 
Um, Jimmy pretty much handles that. I handle all the shorts. And, um, yeah, so we do, we try to be consistent with one long form a week. And then the shorts, I try to do as many as I can a day. As many as you can. I mean, is that like... As many as like I can. Five? Is that like three, two, sometimes one? Depending on the time. Like, so when we blew up really like fast on YouTube, I was putting up to like, I was putting up like five to nine a day. Now these are easy shorts. They're not like crazy edited at all. It's like a straight shot. If you've watched any of my content, a lot of my videos are like just one straight shot, boom and done. Right. And so they're very easy to make. Um, so that's how I'm able to put up so many a day. And when I did that, I don't know if something clicked with the algorithm or what happened, but we just like so many of them went viral and it was, our growth was crazy. So that's, that's why it's worth it because I see it working. Gotcha. Yeah. And you know, you guys were considering this a business. So you are putting in what needs to be done to feed that algorithm (laughs) for people that are starting out. Social media can feel really overwhelming a lot of times because like there's gurus all over the place that are like, you must focus on Instagram. You must focus on TikTok get on threads, you know, like whatever, Snapchat, like all these things popping up. What is your recommendation if someone asks you what platform to prioritize? Yeah, people ask me all the time. So I have one simple answer. Um, We only focus on three platforms, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And we post on all three of them. And I recommend to everybody to post on all three of them, but with the same video. So it's not, I don't, I do not cater to a different type of audience on a different platform. I just don't do it. I'm not going to add that extra workload for any, for no reason. So this is our brand. This is what we do. This is the type of content we make. And then I just put that across the three platforms. Um, I think it's very valuable to do that because each platform is its own entity and gives its own opportun- uh, opportunities. So whether you start working with brands, they want to do a TikTok campaign. Well, if you're focusing just on Instagram, you don't even have a chance to get that TikTok campaign. And then now YouTube shorts are becoming a big thing. Brands are now seeing the value in that. So they're putting money into that. So if you slept on YouTube the whole time and just did maybe TikTok and Instagram, then you would not have that opportunity. So if you, if you put yourself on all three platforms, it just triples the amount of money that you can make. That's how I look at it. Opposed to just like, I'm just on Instagram. And I'm like, you're missing so many opportunities. Hey friends, pardon the interruption. This is a sponsored episode and it's time for a short ad break. I love spending time outside with my kids, especially when we're traveling in the RV. Recently, we had a blast trying out some of Elikai Outdoors' amazing outdoor games. Their games are inspired by nature and are incredibly durable, which means you can create lasting memories with your loved ones. And the best part... They're carrying cases. They're compact enough to take on the road with you. Be sure to check them out at elikai.com slash rvqueens and use the code rvqueens10 to enjoy a discount of 10% off your order. If you're like me, you love to have a piece of memorabilia from each location you and your family visit in the RV. I've bought countless stickers from our travels to the point I didn't know what to do with them all. Then I found the Rivet Supply Company Adventure Boards. These are handcrafted acrylic boards that you mount to your camper door to collect and showcase your travel stickers. The boards are both customizable and weatherproof, and you can take it with you if you decide to sell your RV. Get yours or buy one for a friend today at rivetsupplycode.com and use code RVQueens10 for 10% off your order. 
I'm really glad that you said that about posting the one video to all the platforms because about a year ago, I started looking into like, what does this take to be a content creator? And that frustration I mentioned earlier of like, why do I have to create different things for different platforms? Um, it was really like annoying to me. <laughs> I'm like, why, do, why aren't people just creating one? And like, why can't you just like put them on all? And that is when I found you're in Jimmy's course. And that is the reason I bought your course. Full disclosure, uh, I'm a student of yours. You already know this, but the audience doesn't. And um, it's like, it's brilliant, but it's what like no one else is talking about. Um, so I'm really glad that you say that <laughs> because it's like work smarter, not harder, you know? Me and Jimmy are always baffled when we see people that, you know, and I follow a couple that are, because Instagram was our weakest platform. And I hated it. I'm like, why is it so, you know, why is it so hard to grow? So I was looking at Instagram people, you know, like the, you know, the, they give you tips and tricks and all that. And I was, and they were just Instagram. And I was like, that's so odd because there's other opportunities as well, like YouTube and TikTok. And they never even talked about it. And so we knew when we created our course, like it was a no brainer, like take advantage of all the platforms. And as we, as we started, um, working with brands, it was like, absolutely. Like we need to teach people like post on all three platforms. And then people also post on Facebook and this and that, but we focus on where the money is and we've worked with so many brands now and not one, not one in the past 18 months said anything about Facebook. So I just don't put any energy there. I would like to, you know, give that some energy, but I'm just like, I don't got the time. So I hardly ever, I, it's, unless it transfers when I post on Instagram and it goes on Facebook, but I, don't ever really post there, like intentionally. I'm not going to like ask you about like the specific tactics of this, but I will say like you give really good tactical how to's in your course about like, here's how you make the one and then you download it and then you blah, 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 especially for people that are starting out. So little, little plug there. The stupid snap tick and snap Insta. I could not figure it out. And then finally someone showed me in person and I go, I'm putting that in the course because I couldn't figure it out. And I go, if I can't figure it out, I'm sure other people can't figure it out unless I'm just absolutely dumb. I don't know. But there's a lot of little clicks, you know? And if you don't know... I used to be a UX designer. So I used to like help design mobile apps and stuff like that. And Snap Insta like makes me want to pull all my hair out because I'm like, who is this? Somebody, oh, just makes me crazy. Um, Okay, so so let me start pulling out some of your genius. If you could narrow down content creation into ten your top ten tips, what would you say? So the first one, hands down, which is what was a huge thing for us, was create it like a uh, treat it like a business. All of your social media, treat it like a business. Otherwise, it's just like a time consuming hobby. Like serious. Like if you if you treat it like a business, you're like, okay, we're gonna have a strategy. We're going to post every day. We're going to do this. Like it, it just changes your mindset completely for us. It changed our mindset on how we look at social media. Um, instead of just like, this is what I ate today. This is what's going on. It's like, okay, I have to create videos that brands can see themselves in because if we want to work with brands, we have to let them see how they can see themselves in our content. Um, and that was huge. That was absolutely huge because we've done it for years and it was never treated like a business and we never went anywhere. And as soon as we made that mind shift into, all right, we want to make money from this, it all changed. So first tip, game changer. 
Um, second tip is figure out like what your niche is, you know, like you need to know what kind of content you're going to create. Because if you create fitness, uh, food, RV life, um, finance, people have no idea what they're going to get when they come to your channel. So figuring out your niche now, it may take a couple of, it may take a little time to really hone in on what it is, but to keep people coming back, they need to know what kind of content to expect when they come back. Right. Cause I know we watch so-and-so for this, for fitness. And then they start putting up other stuff and I'm like, I don't want to see that. And then I stop watching them. So you have to be predictable. Now, of course, get creative with the, the way you're doing it. But no, like if I'm, if we're an RV travel family, I'm not going to start putting up, I don't know, finance stuff or camera reviews because then it's like totally off. <clears throat> so that's huge. That's huge for a lot of people. Um, three would be to make your life easier, figure out the content ahead of time and brainstorm, come up with those pillars like I talked about and then go down the line. Okay. If I'm going to be doing cooking, I'm going to do recipes. I'm going to make desserts. And so how many desserts? Let's, let's come up with 10 desserts. Let's shoot them, batch shoot them, batch shoot as much as possible because then you're never, and I hate when I'm in this position is shoot, I need to put up a video. What can we make? And then you're scramble. <clears throat> then you compromise the quality. You compromise everything because there's, it's not intentional. So batch shooting, creating it, and then even scheduling out, like getting ahead of the content is huge and it will be, it's very, it's less stressful and it's a time saver. Number four would be be consistent. Uh, if you want brands to look at your channel and they see big gaps from when you posted, they're going to be like, Ugh, they're like, they're not taking this seriously. They're flaky, whatever. And brands have totally, like I've heard other people say like, ah, I'm not consistent enough. I, you know, the brand doesn't want to work with me because it doesn't look serious, whatever. So be consistent. And I'm not, I'm definitely not a stickler on 9 a.m. every single day, 9 and 5. I don't do that. I'm not disciplined enough to do that. Um, I try to post in obvious times, early in the morning, um, after dinner, you know, maybe midday around lunchtime. When I was posting a ton, like 9 a day, I literally would go like every hour, 10 minutes. Like I'd start at 6 in the morning for YouTube and literally every hour. And I, something happened. It went crazy. Like it worked. Now it is a lot of work to put up that much content. Um, but like I said, if you're, if you're ahead of it and you're post and you're like prepared, then it doesn't seem so overwhelming. But I found that when, you know, I, I, I follow Gary Vee and Alex Formosi and they're like content, 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 like be a content machine. The way we look at it, you could put up one a day or, and you have one chance of that being successful, right? Or you could put up three to nine and you have multiple chances of something hitting off, right? And then when you get those, those things that hit up a little more than your normal views, that's where you can start growing. And we all want to grow, obviously, like the bigger you get. Like we are coming close to a million on two different platforms right now on TikTok and YouTube, which is mind blowing. And that's only because of the amount of work that we put into it. Now, if we put one a day, would we be anywhere close to that? guaranteed not like there's no way so it, it's a direct reflection of how much you put into it and where you're at and that's what i try to tell people and yeah it's if you treat it like a business though and this is your job then it's worth it to put the effort in and create more content um let's see five 
your analytics. You have to know your analytics and you have to go on the back end and you have to see what, what, what does your channel look like? This is the health of your channel. Like if you're putting up content and it's not hitting and you look in the analytics, you say like, Oh, that one didn't perform at all. Let me not make any more of those type of videos because the audio, it doesn't resonate with the audience. Or if these type of videos are always like doing really well, then I should really double down on that and make more content like that. Like Mr. Beast says it all the time. Like it's like, if it's not working, don't do it. And if it is double down and Sean Cannell, I studied Sean Cannell. Oh my God. For so long. Um, this was years ago. Like we'd be in Southeast Asia and I would just Sean Cannell, all his videos. I wanted to know, I wanted to like absorb as much information as possible. Um, so that was it. It was just, you have to know your analytics because if you don't, you don't look at your analytics, you have no idea like what's going on and you can never grow because you just don't know. You don't know. Like, so analytics are absolutely huge on every single platform. I think YouTube is definitely the most in-depth analytics that you're going to find out there. I love it. I geek out on it. I love to see what's working. The, the CTR, which is the click through rate, how many people are clicking on your thumbnail. So all that stuff is very valuable because what's, what gets measured gets improved. And that's Sean Cannell's uh, little saying. And I absolutely love it. Cause I'm like, it's so true. Six is mindset. And you know, what, what is it? Who said whatever, if you think you can, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Right. And so whether you have a mindset of imposter syndrome, right. And you're like, um, I, I don't know. I don't belong here. It's oversaturated. Everybody could feel that way, but you have to say, screw that. Like I belong here. I have my own message, my own my own mission, my own brand, my own look, you know, like everybody has a place and everybody has the chance to build their own audience. So never feel like, Oh, but there's everybody's so big already. And I'm just starting. It's like your mindset is like, I'm going to kill this. This is what I want. This is what I want my future to be. I'm going to go for it. And you have to have that confidence. And yeah, in the beginning, your videos aren't going to be the best and everybody's learning and fumbling. Get those skills, like learn the skills as quickly as possible. That way you, you decrease the fumbling time. And that's my, me and Jimmy, we're always like, we're obsessed with decreasing that, that time where I'm like the, the growing pains. Like I don't got time for that. You know, it's, it's, life is too short. You know, I want it now. Seven would be branding. <laughs> Seven would be branding because Ultimately, as you do this and you're taking it, you're considering it like a business, um, you need to be your, your brand, whether it's you, whether it's a family, whether it's cooking, whatever it is, like some people are, don't, they don't show their face, whatever your brand is, own it and create it. Like whether it's your logo, your colors, your vibe, like when people watch your content, wh what do they feel? Like how does your content make them feel? Are they inspired? Do you make them laugh? Are you very uh, intellectual or like motivational? Like what is it that they get out of you and really play off that? And like, whether it be like for us, I, a, hot, a lot of hot pink. Right. And so, and I guess I have a lot of energy. People are always commenting, my God, I love your energy. And so people know when they come to our channel, they're going to get a girl that probably talks a lot. She talks really fast and she talks pretty loud. It's predictable. Right. And so when they come to your channel, what is it that they can expect over and over again? And why do they keep coming back for more? So your brand is huge and it's huge for brands to know, like, I want to work with that. I love what they stand for. I love what they're about. Um, I want our brand to work with them. And so that's, that's really important. Nine, there's so many ways to make money guys. Like 
there's so many ways to make money. Whether you, when you start out, you can do UGC work, affiliates, uh, brand ambassador. When you, when you get a little bit bigger, you can do you brand deals where it's so lucrative that I, it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing how lucrative it is for making like, I consider it like home videos. You know, it's like, you don't need a degree. You don't need tons of education. You just have to need a freaking phone with a camera, uh, creativity, or you don't even have that much creativity. Just start doing it and you'll figure it out. But there are so many ways to make money that it can literally, you can leave your nine to five behind and, and do this. And it's a, it's a dream life. Like I, we seriously pinch ourselves. We're like, this is, this is crazy. How did this happen? Um, and then 10, uh, which is what you talked about is post on all three platforms. Cause each platform is its own that has, it presents its own opportunities. So whether there's a campaign on TikTok, a campaign on Instagram, don't shoot your, don't cut yourself short by thinking it's easier to post on one platform because it's not, you just take that one video, you do the, what erase the watermark, you put it across all three. And now you have a presence on all three. Some will grow faster than others. Um, you'll find different audiences in, in each one. And, but it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Post on all three. Um, and that's, that's kind of my 10 top 10 tips, but the, the bonus is it's possible for everybody. Like you don't need pink hair. I mean, just, just look, look on YouTube, look on all these platforms. Everybody looks different. You know, there's no like, Oh, see, that's a consistent look. And that's what gets popular. No, that's BS. Everybody has their own. If you and Courtney are in here, awesome family traveling in the RV full time as well. And they have their own vibe, right? And so they had, they're building their own community. And so we each have our own special sauce that someone can connect with. I think the authenticity, I mean, it's something that I'm sure people love about you. I love it about your family's content because it's like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, it's like a fresh wind of like energy, positive, high vibe energy, like in all of your videos, your branding is on point, but also it's authentic to you. Like I've met you in real life. That's actually how you are. On the other hand, you know, like if you're a CF, uh, CFO, right. And you want to talk about <laughs> money and finance and maybe your personality is a little more calm, like just be authentically you. And because that's, what's going to attract other people to your content. It's not necessarily trends. It's not necessarily like doing everything right. It's actually like you. That's what's so beautiful about it. And I, that should have been one of my tips is be authentic because if you ever try to be like somebody else, right? It gets, it gets old real fast. And you're like, wait a minute, this is not me. I, I, why am I trying to do this? And being you is what's, is what is magnetic to people. Right. And what, and, and people can tell, like, if you're trying to be somebody else, people can tell it like, it looks awkward. Like that doesn't feel like you, you know, if you're trying to be, if you're like a calm energy and you're trying to be like me, like it would be weird if I'm trying to be like somebody else and you know, it would be weird. So I always, I like embrace who you are. Cause that is so special. A few questions that I wrote down as you were giving your top 10 tips, and then we'll um, talk about where people can connect with you online and buy your course. Okay. So whenever you talked about like being smart about bashing your content and taking the time to really create a bunch at once and like schedule it. And that's kind of what helps keep you sane. I'm curious to hear the time spent on like multiple 
post per day versus engaging um, with like comments and liking and all that kind of stuff on platforms. What's your take on the time spent on each of those? I need to spend way more time engaging with the comments. I try to heart all the comments, but that is seriously like, that's the, that's the special sauce is when people comment, you need to comment back, right? Cause they're taking time out of their day, their busy day to comment. And so that is so like super important. So I have not been doing that as much as I want to. So I need to carve out more time for that. Um, and then, so say right after this call, me and Jimmy have to, we already have a bunch of ideas of videos and we've been traveling quite a bit. So we've been, we haven't been posting nearly as much as we want to. So this is why it's so important guys, because we're going to take a few hours. We did a couple yesterday, but we're going to take a few hours and we're going to be, we have a bunch of ideas. We're going to shoot them all or a bunch. We're going to try to shoot as much as we can because we know doing that, it's like front loading all the content we can put out. So a couple out, if we were to like, if it was a perfect world, I would spend probably five to 10 hours one day out of the week and shoot all the content for at least a week or two. And so that five to 10 hours would give us like, it would open up our two weeks because then we wouldn't be creating on the fly all the time, which gets stressful. And then you're not intentional with the content you create. Like when you pay attention to your analytics, then you know like what works and what doesn't. So I'd be way more intentional on what works, create more of that, um, which would help you grow. I, I think if you were to like talk about timing out of the day, 20 minutes addressing comments, right? And just, and building that community. Because say when you comment on someone's video and they don't get back to you, you're like, oh, whatever. But if they get back to you with a meaningful comment, then you're like, oh, you start a conversation. And engagement is huge on any platform, right? So, and I mean, for us, we love, 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 love the community. And we love, you know, getting people to like, and they even talk to each other in comments and stuff like that. And so that's a huge thing. Otherwise you have like empty followers and you don't want that. You don't, you want it to be like an actual community and actual audience. I don't want to get a million people, like a million followers. And it's just like, it's just empty. Like that, that doesn't feel good. You know, I want it to be like a community that we're building. So you definitely want to take the time out like 20 minutes a day, which is not a lot. Right. And just get back to as many comments as possible. And then the batch shooting, if you could take one day out of the week and batch shoot content, you could be, you set yourself up and then maybe another day out of that week, you do another five hours and you set yourself up for another two weeks. So this like work smarter, not harder. Right. Right now we're working harder, not smarter. And so today is like our pivot uh, where we're sitting still for a minute and we get to like actually catch up. When you're looking at your analytics um, that you like really emphasized, I think that's huge as well. How often are you adjusting like your content pillars um, that you mentioned? Like you have three content pillars, right? Like you're kind of staying in these lines. How often are you pivoting a content pillar based on analytics of like, this topic is not really performing. Has that happened to you? Does that happen? Talk about that. Yeah. So, and I, I always add actually, cause I'm like, Oh, that would be cool to do something like that. So if you look at your analytics and you see, or just views really, like if you look at your views and you're like, this one tanked, why did that tank? Is it not resonating or is it just not interesting? You know, like, it's just not good. So if I see something over and over is not working, then I'm like, we just won't do any more of that. Right. But 
as I, as I would like, you know, maybe consume some people's content, I go, Oh, that's really funny. And then I'll add like, let's do something like that in our own way. Right. So researching other people is actually really good because, you know, there's so much creativity out there and there's only so much in our head. Right. So when you, when you see what other people are doing, you're like, Oh, I could do like a little spinoff on that in our own way. And now you have a whole new pillar that you can create content about. So like I said, we, literally jotted down yesterday, I think 15 different um, sort of pillars that we can play off of. And now that we're a family doing this, it's a lot, it's, there's so many ideas, whether it's like father, son things, mother, daughter, um, adventure as a family, uh, you know, now, now we're doing fitness because we're doing the 75 hard. So there's, there's so many things. I mean, honestly, there's just endless amounts of things that you can create content about. Um, and then from there, if you're experimenting, then you see what works, what, what doesn't. And if it's really successful, then, okay, let's double down on that and make more videos about that because it's really hitting with the, with the audience. We still have our basic like five that we started with, which is like RV life, RV hacks, you know, our kids education, stuff like that. Um, but we're always adding to it. We, yeah, we're always like, now we have like 15. So now we're going to be very busy. <laughs> I could see that working well. Um, when your audience gets familiar enough to like trust you, you know what I mean? And know you and understand what you're about. Like the fact that you guys started with three to five content pillars and really established yourself in like travel space, RV space, home, like world schooling, all that stuff. To me, it makes sense that now at this level, you can add as many as you want. Uh, but <laughs> don't you think like if someone's like, you know, maybe he's got, 1500 followers on Instagram or something like they should really stay focused on their like three to five for a while <laughs> instead of like, yeah, well, of course. Cause those three to five are going to overwhelm yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. The three to five alone are going to be, but it's a great way. So the reason why we think those pillars are so important is first off, like it keeps your channel focused in a niche, right? It keeps your channel like tight. So you, cause it's so easy to go, Oh, let's make a video about that. Or, oh, I saw so-and-so made a video. Let's do one like that. And people fall down that rabbit hole of going all over the place. And so if you create those pillars, right, and it just keeps you sort of in check, and then you can, and then maybe you realize, I don't like those. And then so you change them, you know? But it it, it helps you in the creation process because it's a lot. It's very, it's, it's stressful, you know, when you're creating content. You're like, I'm putting myself out there. What if people hate it, you know? So, but you need sort of like a guideline and having that just keeps you sort of like a little focused. So that way it's not overwhelming. I think that's what it is. Creating those pillars keeps you, like gives you the focus so you don't get overwhelmed because then you're just like, I don't know what to do. So it's supposed to make your life easier. And I think, I think whenever you kind of pair that with, I think it was your number one point was, um, when you start taking this seriously as a business and thinking through the brand's lens, when you said focus on creating content that you want to be sponsored. So let's say travel, for example. If you want RV campgrounds to sponsor you, like start posting about RV campgrounds, right? Um, so whenever you kind of like like pair those two where you have your content pillars and then also intentionally thinking through what brand deals do I want to come into play here? Um, kind of gives you some guidelines. Exactly. I tell people all the time, like to get brand deals, put your, what, what do you have around the house that you like to use already? 
and then start making content with that and just practice that way. You know, it's like practice with the stuff that's in your house and that's the easiest way. And then you can start getting the hang of it. Why don't you tell us where people can connect with you online and how they can buy your course? So you can always find us at trying something new on any platform. Um, it's all family travel stuff. Um, we try to add a little humor here and there and just try to be fun. And our course, we created a full over 200 class course teaching you everything on how to create content, um, to put on every platform from like beginning to advanced. Um, we really wanted to help someone that knew nothing about anything and can just pick up their phone and start creating content. Um, then we go into like deeper stuff where like editing on Adobe and all that kind of stuff. But we really, we love, love, love what we do. And we we had gotten so many questions from so many people about how to do this, how to do that. We figured the easiest way is create a course. That way they could do it at their own pace. They can get all the questions answered. Um, we have a community of creators where, you know, I love seeing them chat back and forth and helping each other. And if we can chat, chime in and help anybody. So like I said, investing in um, us for us investing in to get us to shorten that learning curve was ideal. And so that's what we want to do for other people, because I love when people are, are into it, you know, and you can tell, and then you see it working and that's just like comes full circle. So, yeah. So it's called the trying something new creator Academy. Um, we're actually going to be adding in some updated cause everything happens in social media so fast and starts changing. So we're going to add some new classes in there to go over stuff that has, you know, been evolving um just to always keep people up to date with with uh staying current and as a student i will give a quick testimonial that your um your course is comprehensive enough for like people that are super new and like really need to learn the ropes but then it also goes to the side of video creation like when jimmy starts talking about all the the details (laughs) of video editing like it really you can be a wide range of experience and still get a lot of value out of your course. So there you go. <laughs> That's cool. Love to hear that. Oh, Thank man. You. You, Thank you. you are brilliant. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Sandy. <laughs> it was fun to learn from you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Anytime. Oh, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> All righty. I will see you on the road. All right, my friends, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and for listening and for being an awesome part of the RV Queens community. If you could please like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, that would be awesome. And if you want to have more conversations like this, you can head to rvqueenspodcast.com slash community and find your RV Queens circle today. All right, guys, I'll see you next week or hopefully I will see you on the road. Bing! Ha <laughs> ha